Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Brought to you by Seedmaster. Save up to $22.50 per acre on canola with the Seedmaster Ultra Pro 2 Individual Row Metering System. Today we have the latest crop report from Saskatchewan Agriculture. Weather, insects and plant diseases are taking a toll on some crops. In the southeast, the crop extension specialist is warning producers to take steps to control ergot in roadside grass. Real agriculture looks at grain markets. We look at crop research in the Yorkton area and a pulse crop survey tour. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by the Candiac Auction Mart. To consign your cattle, call them today at 424-2967. The majority of Saskatchewan crops this week are in fair to excellent condition. Provincial Crops Extension Specialist Sarah Tetland says rainfall was received throughout the province. With the highest amount of 116 millimeters near Neilberg, about 550 kilometers northwest of Regina. So currently the crops throughout the province are mainly rated as fair to excellent in condition. So they are doing quite well, especially with that recent warm weather and that rainfall in some of those areas. So when we look at the stages of the crops right now, 86% of the fall cereals, 75% of the spring cereals, 70% of the oilseed crops, and 82% of the pulse crops are currently in their normal stages of development for this time of year. So throughout most of the province, the crops are at their normal stages, which is really good. Tell me a little bit about the rainfall. Who got what and the highest amount? Yeah, so there was rain received throughout most of the province, most definitely more in the west central and northwest regions. They did get more rain there. So the Neilberg area, which is west of North Battleford in the northwest region, received the highest amount of rain in the province this week with 116 millimeters. I understand St. Walberg, though, has had the largest amount so far this growing season. Yeah, so when we look at the amount of rain received in the province since April 1st, the St. Walberg area, which is kind of farther north than the, the northwest region, has received the most rain with 376 millimeters. So these areas that did receive quite, amount, uh, quite a bit of rain this year have reported more flooding and standing water in fields, and it have, has kind of affected crop development in those areas. You outline that a little bit further. What area has had flooding this past week? So there was flooding reported in different regions throughout the province that did receive more rain. So parts of the west central region, especially more the west areas of the west central region that did receive more rain. For example, the Unity area did receive 100 millimeters of rain this past week. So they've noted some flooding in that area. Also in the northwest region of the province, they reported some flooding as well with kind of that high amount of rain that I noted, particularly in the Neilberg area, but quite a few areas in the northwest region did receive quite a bit of rain. As well in the kind of western part of the northeast region, they received quite a bit of rain as well. So north of Prince Albert, they received 78 millimeters just in this past week. So there has been flooding in those areas. What's the topsoil moisture rating? 
So the topsoil moisture rating has maintained around the same level as the previous week. So currently cropland topsoil moisture is rated as 6% surplus, 85% adequate, 6% short, and 3% very short. And then the hay and pasture land topsoil moisture is rated as 4% surplus, 75% adequate, 16% short, and 5% very short. What were the main causes of crop damage this past week? A lot of the crop damage this week was caused by those environmental conditions. So as I mentioned, there has been flooded reporting reported in different areas of the province, as well as strong winds affecting some crops. Throughout all, really all region, the regions of the province, there has been isolated reports of hail as well that has caused some crop damage. And areas, particularly the more southern and east central region of the province, where farmers didn't receive maybe as much rain as the rest of the province, they have noted that there has been lack of moisture causing crop damage, as well as gophers, insects such as grasshoppers causing damage. And then throughout all of the province, farmers have started scouting for disease and they have been spraying fungicides kind of to control those different uh, diseases in pulse, cereals and canola's crops. What have been some of the major crop diseases? So um, kind of depends on the area of the province, but there has been quite a bit of root rots reported, especially in the southwest and west central regions, as well as ascochyta blight and anthracnose in the pulse crops. A lot of farmers have started spraying for fusarium head blight in cereal crops and sclerotinia in canola crops, just depending on the environmental conditions they've been seeing out in their fields. How's haying progress? So currently in the province, 13% of the hay crop has been cut and 11% has been baled or put into silage. That recent rain throughout most of the province have delayed some farmers from being able to hay as much as they would like, but it's most definitely progressing in the province. So the progress is doing relatively well. How's the yields looking and quality? So hay quality currently is rated as 5% excellent. 65% good, 25% fair, and 5% poor. And some farmers, especially in the southern regions, have noted kind of a, a reduced yield of their hay crop just because it was quite dry at the start of the year. But they have noted that with the recent rains in the last couple of weeks, both their hay and their pastures have been in improving. Sarah Tetlin compiled the weekly crop report for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. This segment is brought to you by the Canadian Canola Growers Association, helping farmers succeed for over 35 years. Visit ccga.ca to learn more. And brought to you by Selford Group. The summer early order program is extended through July. Call your Selford equipment dealer or visit selfordgroup.com. Farmers in Saskatchewan are being advised to watch for plant diseases from wet, humid weather this summer. The crop extension specialist in Weyburn, Sherry Roberts, says there are some early signs of ergot in roadside grass and producers should take steps to ensure it doesn't spread into adjacent crops and pastures. Yeah. So, so Sherry, you've got a concern that you've discovered in some, uh, some grass fields. Uh, just outline that for me. Just what is it? Yeah, Jim, over the weekend I was out and about and I started to find ergot bodies growing in western wheatgrass along field margins. So I just wanted to put a heads up out there to producers that if they haven't mowed their margins yet along their roadways and to their fields, that they should maybe get out there and get those mowed because the ergot is starting with these moisture conditions that we're having. And the last thing you want is for that to move into your cereals 
and also for livestock producers, the last thing they want is for it to move into their hay fields or into their pastures. So if you want to get the, this is just your heads up to get out there and maybe do some scouting, but I found it in the Latman area and it's a, it's a positive, it, it is ergot and, uh, be extremely watchful because as we all know with livestock producers, it can cause abortions in your cattle and also more serious issues. Is there a lot of moisture in east in southeast Saskatchewan? There's a lot in certain areas. I mean, the Glen Avon area has gotten a really hard, heavy rain, so Lampman's is moist, but yet you get over into Kipling, they haven't had that much. You get over into uh, uh, south of Weyburn, there's not that much. So once again, we had another one of those spotty years with moisture, but for those areas where the moisture is, uh, be watchful. I did some scouting the other day. I went around uh, Francis and Sedley and south of uh, into uh, kind of Kipling and Kendall and all those areas, but they didn't get the rain. And you can see it in the pastures. They don't have the height in the pastures or in the hayfields, but it's those areas that did get the rain that I really want to give producers a heads up that they should really get out there and get those uh, native grasses mowed along their field margins because that's where it starts and then it moves in. And if you can prevent the problem, you know, there's nothing like getting to it. Ergot is a fungus disease which downgrades crops and pasture. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney on The Source, 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. Sean Haney here with RealAgriculture.com and Real Ag Radio. We're going to talk markets. I am joined right now by Errol Anderson of Pro Market Communications based out of Calgary, Alberta, Canada. As you look across the prairies, we definitely have enough moisture in the bulk of it, and in many cases, too much moisture. Uh, we're really range-bound here, though, between 470 and 480 in the November future. What's it going to take, Errol, for us to get out of this range-bound trade? You know, the markets are all about weather right now, and the grower uh, is cautious. You know, they, you know, we've had too much rain in parts of the prairies. Some of the parts of the prairies were too dry to start out, so we had a real variance in the crop. Uh, right now, the November, you're totally correct. Uh, we see the key support at 468. If we were to get a little bit of a headwind, possibly we could get up into that 485 to 488 a metric ton, but, you know, that is the range we are caught in. The only way out of it is if we get a weather scare. I don't think the demand side of things will pull us out of this uh, prior to the harvest market. You know, right now, there's, there's actually good carry in the futures. And, and for instance, the uh, May contract in 2021 is trading uh, upwards at 496 area. And to us, um, this is an opportunity for growers to look at the carry and possibly sell into the carry. The other staple on the prairies is spring wheat. What are your thoughts on that? Well, uh, I, I think we have seen some form of a bottom in some regards in that Russia is starting to have some difficulties in dryness in the southern regions. Now, that's more of a Kansas City Chicago market, if there is a rebound in the wheat market, in all honesty, I think it's going to be led by the Chicago wheat. Uh, it's got the best bounce prote- uh, potential uh, heading into the harvest market. I don't see a lot of more downside in that Chicago market. 
Uh, again, that would suggest that Kansas City is also uh, being supported. Looking at the Canadian market, we're kind of caught uh, for one CWRS 13.5 between that as low as about 575 upwards to about 630 per bushel. And for the time being, I think that's uh, that's the range we're in. Okay, uh, what are your thoughts on some of the pulse markets? You know, lentils were kind of the story in in the spring or early on. Uh, China has definitely helped us out in the pea market. What are your thoughts on pulses? Well, I'm a, a mildly bullish on on the pulses overall. Uh, albeit, um, you know, when you look at the pea market, for instance, uh, we are going to dive down into the harvest lows once we get the combines going. Uh, I can see this yellow market, you know, it, it'll fade down into that 650, maybe down to $6 a bushel uh, range. But post-harvest, I think these pulses, both the yellows and the green pea market, will start to recover once we get into late September and into October. Looking at the lentil market, uh, again, India is is really uh, an interesting uh, buyer, uh, I think they're going to be more active this year. I'm bullish the Reds. I think they they have some strength ahead. Uh, there's a good fundamental tone, and it's all because the weather hasn't been as good in these key countries, and they're going to start to look toward Canada for supplies. You know, in some of these markets, Errol, you know, we we've seen a lot of kind of protectionist behavior, politics winding its way into the commodity trade. Weather goes against you, and it sort of flushes that idea, that strategy out for some of these countries, like we're like we are seeing in the lentil side with India. Absolutely, uh, and, you know, uh, there's tariffs until you need the product, and suddenly the tariffs will be taken off, and they'll be taken off quickly. So, uh, you know, I think we're getting into a section that a segment of the market where if there are weather issues, uh, we won't really hear about tariffs much. Uh, because they've shown that they're not terribly effective, and uh, they have distorted the market. So I'm 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 hopeful that uh, we will see uh, real price discovery come back into this market, which will be led by the pulses. And um, this is really great news for uh, Canadian Western Canadian growers because generally uh, we're in a little better shape than in the U.S. market. Now the U.S. market is fighting a high U.S. dollar. And and that's uh, certainly they need that U.S. dollar to come down. I think it will come down, but right now Canada does have somewhat of an advantage of a lower Canadian dollar. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. Canola and its beautiful bright yellow flower blankets the prairies every growing season with 20 million plus acres. There's one place you need to go to get all your canola agronomic information, canolaschool.com. That's where you'll find all you need to know about seeding, disease, weeds and insects, harvest and marketing. Engaging and informative content all at your fingertips when you need the information. Visit canolaschool.com brought to you by Invigor Hybrid Canola and BSF Canada. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devon at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather, sunny sky, wind west 20, the high 27, the low 15. For Friday, partly cloudy, 30% chance of showers, wind southwest 20 becoming northwest 20 gusting to 40, the high tomorrow, 29 degrees. 60% chance of evening showers Friday, the low 14. 
Saturday, cloudy, 60% chance of showers, the high 23, the low 11. Sunday, sunny, the high 23, the low 10. Monday, partly cloudy, the high 23, the low 13. Tuesday, partly cloudy, the high 25, the low 15. Wednesday, partly cloudy, the high 27. Normal high for this date, 26, the normal low is 11. The sun rose at 5.06. This morning it sets at 9.04 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Maple Creek at 25 degrees. The cold spot up north, Key Lake at 13. On the roundup, Estevan 23, Saskatoon is also 23. Swift Current 21, Weyburn 22, Yorkton is 25. In Regina with sunny skies, it's 23, that's 73 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west-northwest at 23, gusting to 33. Humidity is 48%, the barometer dropping 101.4. Sunny in Moose Jaw, 24 degrees. Winds are from the west-northwest at 15. Once again, Regina, sunny in 23, that's 73 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com and Sask Municipal Hail Insurance. Farmers, get your spot loss hail insurance with SMHI online or connect with an agent. Storms are unpredictable. SMHI isn't. The East Central Research Foundation Annual Field Day near Yorkton has been cancelled this year due to COVID-19. This year, the physical tour has been replaced by a virtual one on the Internet. A series of videos has just been launched, and Research Coordinator Mike Hall explains further. I think we've put on five uh, videos uh, this year for that. And, um, yeah, so we're covering a, a, a range of topics, um, and they include things like trying to increase uh, wheat protein uh, with late season applications of nitrogen and um, looking at uh, malt barley versus feed barley nitrogen management. Uh, also looking at uh, differences between varieties and test weight stability. So, you know, as you add nitrogen to oats, test weights go down. Of course, you know, to get accepted at grain millers for milling quality, you have to make certain standards for test weight. And uh, so we, not all varieties uh, have the same level of test weight stability. You can kind of push nitrogen rates more with some varieties than others and still maintain adequate test weights to get accepted. There are some specialty crops on display as well. One that's sort of would be new to farmers is uh, we're looking at blackstrap uh, beans. <clears throat> and uh, we did some research with it last year and we couldn't find a, an inoculant response to uh, the beans. You know, we're looking at granular and, and uh, peat inoculants. And the problem is that there may be such specificity in uh, inoculant strains that not only is it... Uh, between classes of beans, but within varieties of beans, there may be specificity. So, um, and this obviously creates a situation where people who develop inoculants are sort of discouraged by this, and so there really aren't a lot of good inoculants available for beans like this. And in other parts of uh, Canada, people are just putting down nitrogen to compensate for the lack of inoculation. And so we've got a trial out there trying to determine the nitrogen response of uh, blackstrap beans to added nitrogen. Another project looks at nozzles and spraying for fusarium head blight. 
There are studies on dual nozzles to provide full coverage from the back. It's important to, to uh, use these nozzles, though, at the proper height, because if they use too height, the angle at which the spray is coming out of the nozzle is quickly becomes irrelevant as gravity and, and uh, air resistance take over and the droplets just fall straight down, just like it was a conventional nozzle. So um, we did some experimentation with that this this. Uh, year using water sensitive paper to represent you know vertical a vertical target like the head and you certainly can see how um, you know the dual nozzle is coating the front and back of the head when it's used at the proper height but when it goes too high it's just getting the front and not the back so much so those are a few examples of some of the things that uh, are being covered in the videos Hall says the videos can be watched at www ecrs.ca. He hopes to reach as many as 1,000 farmers with the information videos. My call is the research coordinator with the East Central Research Foundation in Yorkton. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And by the Remax Crown Realty Ag Team of Marcel de Corby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca. Ample rain has generated some disease in pulses, but the overall crop conditions are pretty good. Sherilyn Phelps is the agronomy manager with the Saskatchewan Pulse Growers. She recently took a road trip from Gravelberg in the southwest to Meadow Lake in the northwest. The crops look fairly good from north to south. Um, the areas where you know there was hail damage, that was pretty evident. Um, so that's one of the, the, the problems that we have had and probably will continue to have over the summer as we have more moisture and then hot days. But overall, the crops actually look pretty good. And even in those areas where we've had heavy rain, the crops are all looking really well and pulses are withstanding them as well. And even down south where we had drier conditions and then got those timely rains. I think the rains came at the perfect time to just kind of pick those crops back up. Um, everything's looking pretty good right now. Touch wood. Now there are fields where root rot is being found in peas and lentils. We are hearing reports of root rot, which is kind of typical after there's some rain events. Both the peas and the lentils, they don't like wet feet, and we also know they're, they're very susceptible to the aphanomyces. Um, which has been problematic in the past, and this year, once again, is rearing its ugly head. She was asked if it's in unexpected areas. From the ones that I've talked to, they're in popular pulse areas, so areas that have been growing either peas or lentils for many years, like 20 years plus, but have had good rotations in terms of rotating them on a four-year basis. But just with the aphanomyces, uh, we're just finding the four years. Once it's there, four years is just not enough, unfortunately. Um, you know, it's very frustrating for growers who are faced with this. Um, and the only solution we have at this point is to go to a longer rotation. That's eight to ten years. So kind of growing that pea or lentil once instead of twice in an eight to ten year period. In addition to the root rot, there are also some foliar diseases, mainly in lentils. I have been hearing reports of lentils in the southern part of the province having fairly strong anthracnose infection and infection even on the stems already. So that's a disease that can be problematic to manage, especially once moisture starts and it develops really, really quickly. The next disease in lentils that we're 
probably going to be uh, keeping an eye on and, and considering applications of fungicides would be for the botrytis or sclerotinia, so the white mold and the gray mold. Anytime you get those lush, heavy canopies and then the humid conditions underneath, it's just kind of a great spot for those diseases to develop. On the peas, it's been mainly just the root rots that we've been hearing reports um, in terms of ascochyta seems like guys are, are pretty much on top of that. I haven't heard too many issues with that. And, and peas are an earlier maturing crop. So sclerotinia can be higher risk, but usually isn't a problem in terms of yield loss. There are a couple of foliar diseases being reported in faba beans. We typically plan to scout faba beans for chocolate spot, which is a botrytis. And that's usually the main disease that we are most concerned with, or so we thought. Unfortunately, we are starting to see what we think is stemphilium. We have samples going into the labs to confirm that, but based on the survey results last year where stemphilium was more present than chocolate spot, and the symptoms look very similar to last year, we're suspecting that's what we're seeing. So fabas are having some foliar diseases show up. And as for chickpeas? Chickpeas also definitely seeing the ascochyta coming in, and guys are well into their spraying uh, fungicide applications. We are starting to see some of the tip die back again, and uh, unfortunately we're not sure what exactly is causing that. It seems to be exasperated where you have dry conditions followed by some rains or heavy rains and stress on the plants, but we don't have a good explanation on what exactly is causing that and how to prevent that or even treat that. Sherilyn Phelps is the agronomy manager with Saskatchewan Pulse Growers. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall as Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And brought to you by Nelson GM, Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra's prices for canola rose 290 at 442.48. Flax gained thirteen dollars and six cents at five twenty-eight eighty-five. Oats fell eight dollars at two forty-eight sixteen. Number one red spring wheat dropped three dollars thirty-five cents at two twenty-four zero nine. The rest were unchanged. Durham two sixty-six thirty-nine. Feed barley one ninety-five seventy. Lentils six twelve fifty. Yellow peas two fifty-one eighty-nine. Feed wheat one seventy-two eighty-eight. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, September spring wheat is down 11 and a quarter cents at 5.16 and a half cent a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn 842-4574 and brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integritire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integritire dealers. Now the latest livestock quotations. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of July 14th. Weyburn had a regular sale last week. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.80 cents to $0.90. Cents. D3 cows sold from $0.70 cents to $0.80. Cents. Counter cows sold from $0.60 cents to $0.70. Cents. Heiferettes sold from $1.05 to $1.17. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.20 to $1.30. We had a few steers and heifers at this sale. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged $1.53 and sold up to $2. 700 to 800 pound steers averaged $1.63 and sold up to $1.99.
700 to 800 pound heifers averaged $1.66 and sold it to $1.73. And 800 to 900 pound heifers averaged $1.45 and sold it to $1.64. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 5,500 hogs Wednesday, selling a range of 113 to 149 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,600 head, selling a range of 114 to 153 per CKG. Ham's number one sows this week are selling in the range of 18 to 24 cents per pound live weight. Ham's cash hog price today is up, and four contract prices opened higher this morning. On Wednesday, the Canadian dollar is up 44 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.3534. The Canadian dollar is currently traded at 73.96 cents U.S., Cash hog formula prices have seen some support from an increase in the net value of the cutout, which was led by hams yesterday. Until recently, a poor Mexican peso and labor issues regarding ham boning in the USA were keeping hams in the mid $40 US 100 weight range and saw values in the $30 range for the first three weeks of April. But a resurgence in ham demand is propping up the primal. Hams make up about 25% of the value of the carcass, so any impact of the ham primal typically sees moves in the net value of the carcass. The net value of the carcass is trading higher so far this week, supported by the recent move in hams and continuing the tax seen since weekend of June 20th. Lean hog futures gapped higher at the open this morning and are continuing to move higher through mid-trade. The futures move higher this morning lifts the 2020 contracts off the lowest of the lows, but the market still has a long way to go yet before anything could be considered a recovery. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report. Manufacturing sales in Canada increased to $40.2 billion in May, up 10.7%. And that's over April when they posted a record plunge. The increase came as many factories resumed production after full or partial shutdowns due to the COVID-19 pandemic. But Stats Canada says sales were still 28% below their pre-pandemic level in February. A new survey suggests small businesses have taken on $117 billion in new debt as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. About 2,100 small business owners agreed to reveal their debt burden in the survey by the Canadian Federation of Independent Business in late June. COVID-related debt worked out to an average of $135,000 which the CFIB estimates would result in $117 billion for all small business. The association also estimates that 58% of small businesses have reopened fully, 35% are back to full staffing, but only 24% are back to normal revenue. Canada's main stock index edged lower in late morning trading as losses in the materials sector, which includes the big mining companies and technology stocks, weighed on the market. The TSX Composite Index was down 22 points at 16,040. In New York, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was down 73 points at 26,796. The Canadian dollar traded for 73.88 cents U.S. compared with 73.89 cents on Thursday. The September crude oil contract was down 10 cents at 41.30 a barrel. That's the resource report. Stay tuned for the closing grain prices at 1.45 this afternoon and an Agri-News report at 3.45 p.m. Tomorrow morning there's another Agri-News report at 6.45 a.m. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.